It's a great honor and humility. I accept this nomination. I've never meant it more at stake in this election is the survival of our nation. This is our moment to make hope and history rhyme. My fellow Americans, the best is yet to come. This is 2020 Vision Ohio. Socialized medicine. Well, he's just shush for a minute. The Radical question, left. Will you shut who is up, man? Listen, sir. With a billion sir, dollars, if you get rid is of absolutely you know what? You're wait, not wait, true. You're doing it. You're going to have tape. true. Gentlemen. Acrimonious, rancorous, chaotic, bitter. Just a few of the words used to describe the first of the presidential debates between President Donald Trump and former Vice President Joe Biden held in Cleveland on September 29th. Welcome to 2020 Vision Ohio. Glad you found us again. This is Clark Donnelly, and we're going to take a look back at that debate and also a look ahead at where these campaigns might be going. Uh, First of all, from the Democratic side, our uh, guest is Guy Smith. He is a Biden for President spokesperson, a longtime Democratic political strategist, a former White House advisor. And Guy, it's good to have you with us today. Thank you. Great to be with you. Uh, well, let's first of all just talk about the debate Tuesday night in Cleveland. Uh, it was it seemed to generate a lot more heat than light. Uh, how do you feel the vice president did in that initial outing? Well, it was certainly a lot more heat than light, sadly. Uh, Donald Trump brought his usual chaos to um, to the event. But what it does, Clark, it puts into very stark contrast these two candidates. It's a dumpster fire in Trump versus dignified and experienced leadership in Joe Biden. What everybody that saw the debate saw a window into the next four years, either chaos of Donald Trump or a calm and determined and inclusive leadership. I thought it was staggering that a Fox News host lobs a softball about white supremacy, and Trump not only doesn't decry white supremacy, he endorses it. This is 2020 in the United States. Is this really who we are? I mean, this is, this is, is this what Americans really want for another four years? I think the answer is no. And we're seeing that, Clark, it's being reflected in the polls and has been. They've been very steady for a long time and some very interesting things happening right there in Ohio. Ohio's now in play. And the Republicans usually win Ohio, and it's in play. That and I think we... we yeah, our uh, state party chairman the week of the debate, just a day before, uh, in fact, uh, suggested to uh, the Biden campaign that they concentrate on Ohio because by putting Ohio away by the end of election night, that is, leaving no more doubt as to how the ballot, you know, the absentee ballots might come out as they're counted over the, the next 10 days or so, if you like, lock down Ohio. That you can, t- you can. That's the domino that's going to knock the rest of the Midwest out. Uh, do you agree with that? That that you know, a solid Ohio victory uh, will mean you don't have to worry about Wisconsin anymore. You don't have to worry about Michigan. You don't have to worry about Pennsylvania. Well, the Biden campaign is worrying about all of them and working very hard in all of those states, and frankly, doing very well in them uh, in Wisconsin, in in Pennsylvania, in Michigan. And and now Ohio, and now interestingly in Arizona, which is a long time red 
state and is <clears throat> is now Biden is ahead in Arizona and is uh, there's even a contest in Texas. So there are a number of of paths to the magic 270 votes in the electoral college and we're seeing what we saw in the debate is that that Donald Trump has no plan for a second term. Staggering incompetence in the covid managing the covid uh epidemic just uh, we know because we've listened to the woodward tape where he just lies to the american people and didn't deny lying in the debate um the economy is staggering under the the covid uh, epidemic and he clearly has no plan joe biden has a plan joe biden has a plan uh, for the for COVID, I mean, the first part of the plan is listen to the scientists and don't tell people to inject bleach. Remember, in the debate, this is important, Clark. Joe Biden said this is the guy who said inject bleach, and Trump didn't deny it. He uh, gave this lame thing that it, is, it was well, it's sarcastic. <laughs> and all you got to do is play the tape. He wasn't being sarcastic. He was as serious as a heart attack. You talked about being dignified, um, and we saw on Tuesday night how difficult it can be to be dignified when you are debating uh, an aggressive opponent who's who's willing to go, uh, you know, to go low. Um, can the vice president maintain a dignified tone during the course of this campaign if the president continues to mount? personal attacks on him and, you know, perhaps force him to, you know, get down in the gutter a little bit, do a little street fight, a little bare-knuckle boxing. Well, I think what we're going to see between now and Election Day is what Mary Trump <clears throat> predicted. It is that Donald Trump will continue to do more and more outrageous things, say more and more outrageous things. We saw that illustrated very clearly in the uh, in the debate. Joe Biden has he's been a United States senator he's been vice president of the United States very successful in both of those he is known to be inclusive he he like on the racial justice all this business of endorsing white supremacists that Trump does and yet Joe Biden wants to bring people together everybody uh, Trump and his minions say well uh, he's in favor of rioting well, of course, he's not in favor of rioting, and he and he has said very clearly, anybody that engages in violence or looting, in any kind of protest, should be prosecuted to the full extent of the law. Trump doesn't say that about white supremacists, and was given an opportunity to say that by a Fox News personality. It was a complete softball, and and he didn't he didn't. I mean, it's just staggering. And what the American people want, we see this reflected in the polls nationally, we see it in Ohio, they want the United States to return to its position of respect and leadership around the world. They want their president to be someone who is dignified, is thoughtful, and clearly cares about all Americans, not just a few. And this was on on display, sadly, in in this debate the entire time. Uh, I think that to your question about 
in the gutter. Well, I don't think Trump's going to come out of the gutter, but there, there, there are more debates, and we'll see. But I think that uh, Joe Biden, as he demonstrated for the more than hour and a half, he will continue to speak directly to the American people about his plan and about he, how he and his administration will go about leading the country. And we've, he's been saying this for a very long time, and we have seen no changes in the polls other than, and this is important, Clark, the changes in the polls are that Trump's base is shrinking. Fewer women support him. Fewer independents in suburbs support him. Fewer white men with college degrees support him. And of white men who don't have college degrees, who are the base of his support, there's no growth. There's no growth. That means that it, his base is shrinking, which means he can't get reelected. Guy Smith has served, uh, among other things, as uh, special advisor to the president on the White House staff for President Bill Clinton. He's also been a spokesman for the federal agency, the Appalachian Regional Commission. He's an author, and he is a longtime uh, Democratic Party strategist and uh, now a uh, surrogate spokesperson for the Biden campaign. Guy, the president uh, repeatedly uh, mentioned during the debate uh, he would kind of throw it in one of the one of those little asides. He would he would try and jab in there. Would be you know you've lost the left, Joe. You've lost the left. Has is is Vice President Biden walking a, a narrow line there where he needs to 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 avoid appearing to endorse certain things that the American middle class or mainstream sees as being just a little bit too far left, too close to socialism, too, uh, you know, too close to being radical, things that they're just not ready for. Is that, a, is that a narrow line for him to walk? It's not a narrow line. Frankly, it's a pretty wide line. And, and what I mean by that is that, that Joe Biden believes in programs and policies that support and, and protect the American people. All this business of socialism, oh, and you know, it's a bad word. Well, Social Security technically is socialism. Medicare and Medicaid is technically socialism. And, and here we've got this Supreme Court thing going on. They're going to jam through a right-wing justice who will eliminate pre-existing conditions by eliminating the Affordable Care Act. This is a staggering thing about Donald Trump, Clark. He does things over and over again that actually hurt the people who support him. Right there in Ohio, you mentioned that I used to work for the Appalachian Regional Commission. It is an economic development agency, very important in southeastern Ohio. It helps build roads and airports and other infrastructure programs. Donald Trump's trying to get rid of it. And yet it helps the people right there in Ohio who support him. And, and pre-existing conditions, everybody listening right now either has a pre-existing condition, has an elderly parent with one, has a kid with one, or has a friend with one, and he wants to take them away. And he has no plan to replace them with anything. For Ever since he took office, well, I'm going to have a big health care plan. I'm going to have it in two weeks. He's been saying that for four years. There's no plan. But he wants to take it away. That's what this Supreme Court thing is all about. It, the, the Senate certainly has the authority to confirm 
a nominee from the president. The president has the authority to put it up because the Constitution says so. But the Constitution also says that we can declare war. Should we declare war on Mexico? It says we can, but we shouldn't. And that's why we shouldn't. We should wait until the next president has taken office, whether it's Donald Trump or Joe Biden. This happened when Abraham Lincoln was president. You know what he did? He waited. Abraham Lincoln, Trump compares himself to Abraham Lincoln. Talk about a joke. But nevertheless, that's what Abraham Lincoln did. The polls have been showing that most, I mean, a large number of voters here in Ohio, it's over 95 percent of voters have made up their mind and don't plan on changing it before Election Day. As a political strategist, what do you do with the five weeks before Election Day when there are no minds to change? (laughs) Well, you're right. This um, what, uh, what most of the big polling organizations are showing is that there's an incredibly low number of undecided voters. I've seen like 4%. And the answer to your question is what you do is that you get your people to vote. And uh, Joe Biden did that very directly. He looked right in the camera and said, vote. You know, and this is what and that's what why you're seeing all this business from Trump about uh, trying to suppress votes. And he's given his dog whistles to um, to these white supremacist groups to go and intimidate voters at the voting uh, places. And he's in, in what you know, this is the thing that's really this is a little inside baseball, Clark, but it's important. Republican political operatives, people like me, but that work on uh, on the uh, Republican side, they're trying to get the president to stop talking about mail fraud in voting because it's been very important to Republicans. I mean, in in state of Florida, they've had mail-in voting for a long time. Utah, which is not really a blue state, has had mail-in voting and have had no issues of any consequence of fraud or, 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 or that sort of thing. And, and so the answer to your question when there's a low number of undecided is you, you encourage people that, that are going to vote that are for you to go and vote. And in what's interesting here, I said a few minutes ago that, that Trump does things to harm his supporters by encouraging them to not vote by mail. It actually hurts their political process. It's so... It's just another example of the staggering ineptitude that we see have played out in the COVID, you know, and which has such a sad thing. Joe, Joe Biden said, you know, there are 204,000 families with an empty kitchen chair. And that's true. And it wasn't necessary. A look back at the uh, debate on September 29th and a look ahead at the next five weeks of the presidential election from longtime Democratic political strategist Guy Smith. You've been listening to 2020 Vision Ohio. I'm Clark Donnelly. I really appreciate you joining us as always. And uh, we want to know the issues that are on your mind in these closing weeks before Election Day, November 3rd. Uh, What do you want to hear more about? Email us at 2020vision at columbusradiogroup.com. If you find us making some factual errors or uh, just exercising a little bias, we want to know uh, about that because we want to make sure that those things are corrected. We are here to deliver what we say is uh, truth for the post-truth era, uh, trying to get rid of bias. He's trying to get rid of uh, any kind of factual errors and make sure that what you get on this podcast is uh, the unvarnished uh, and accurate truth. 
Share 2020 Vision Ohio with all your friends. Join us next time as we continue to try to gain a clearer vision of this 2020 political landscape. I'm Clark Donnelly, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.